I'm here to talk to you about type two, the helper, otherwise known as generous, demonstrative, people-pleasing, and bonus possessive. I myself am a type two. Um, I have come to learn this and accept it and celebrate it in some regards. Um, but let's start at the beginning. I remember the day that Enneagram started to carry meaning in my life. Um, it's weird that I, I didn't know about it until later because I'm a person who loves personality types and I'm often trying to sell others on them. A friend of mine sent me a text with a PDF attached and said, dude, I think you're a two. First of all, on a scale of one to 10, red. Deeply curious though, I opened the document and read the title, type two, need to be needed. In an uncharacteristically dramatic fashion, I threw my phone on the ground and filled the room with expletives. For someone who has spent a lifetime mastering repressed need, this was the embarrassment of a smoke alarm I didn't know how to fan off quickly enough. We've all been there. It's okay surrounding neighbors. My apartment might be engulfed in flames, but enough about me. I saw you got some new furniture last week. I felt so bad I couldn't help you with it, so I learned how to sew. I enhanced to chew this ornate tablecloth. Some of my blood is on it, but it was worth the pain. Fire? What fire? Oh, honestly, just ignore that. In my defense, a lot of sources say Jesus was a two, though it's unconfirmed whether these sources were also twos. You know what I mean? For an unhealthy member of La Familia Dos, there's nothing sexier than martyrdom. Let my life be a sacrifice as long as everyone knows about it and grieves for me as nobody else could be grieved for. Other people of note, Mother Teresa, Princess Diana, Richard Simmons, Eleanor Roosevelt, Ann Landers, even the Jewish mother stereotype has been accredited as a classic type too. Like mother, like son? It might be worthwhile to note that many American women can be categorized as a type too, or further misidentify themselves as this type is considered the type that loves people most. What a bold claim. Other descriptions of twos include the altruist, the lover, the pleaser, the enabler, and most importantly, the caretaker. Be a good girl and put everyone else's needs before your own. Hashtag women's march. However, many women who think that they are twos may actually be nines. Isn't that the truth of life? Get it, ladies. Thankfully, we know that personality goes beyond social conditioning and that being a type two is much more than suppressing your wants and needs to earn love. If Jesus really was a two, although let's argue he was probably the embodiment of all types, then we know that the unconditional love and radical acceptance of a healthy two can heal the world. Basic characteristics of a two. Let's break it down. The core desire is to feel loved and needed. The biggest fear is of being unloved and wanted as they are, which is probably why Nirvana's Come As You Are was like my childhood anthem. How they relate from a position of service. Childhood. Here's the bad news. Somewhere in childhood, twos usually miss the message, you are wanted. I came from a loving family. I would say a very loving family, but I have these memories of hiding as a kid. At a young age, I was small enough to conceal myself in the fold of a king-size comforter. With no more than a crack for air, I stayed hidden for hours until finally my parents noticed I was missing and mentioned the word police. At which point I jumped out and was like, I'm alive, I'm here, I haven't been nabbed. Later, this escalated, though, to disappearing acts at middle school parties, even ones that I'd have at my own house, like very safe, sane parties. But I'd wander off from the group for no real reason other than to see if anyone would come looking. Was I wanted? Growing up, twos often had to put the needs of others ahead of their own, whether an emotionally codependent parent, a sick family member, or a narcissistic sibling. The message was that they must give to get and that the affections of others must be earned. 
You know, in youth, I felt a deep numbness that went beyond my melancholic tendencies. It was a detachment from myself. I wasn't in tune with what I was feeling or sensing. I learned that nothing I felt registered next to the volume of someone else's emotions or needs. What is imposed upon a young two often becomes the vehicle by which they best relate to others. I may not have been in touch with my own pain, but I was aptly able to counsel and care for that of my friends. Unable to feel their own needs hurts, they're drawn automatically to the needs and pain in others. They're trying to fix in others the hurts they are unable to fully acknowledge in themselves. I often felt like I was living life behind a glass, and now I'm starting to realize that glass was a mirror, and maybe, just maybe, I could heal myself in the reflection of someone else. Wings. By now you've heard about wings and you know that they can go either to the left or right of a two, so it can be a two wing one, a two wing three. Two with a one wing is known as the servant. Did I mention that we love martyrdom? This type combines warmth and a deep sense of purpose to pursue a life defined by personal goodness and selfless service. They make great caretakers and will often work thankless jobs where they go completely unnoticed. They're more serious than their other subtype, uncomfortable drawing attention to themselves, not me, what? And prone to be physically unhealthy as they deny their own personal needs, even to the degree that diet and exercise fall by the wayside. Two with a three wing, the host, is more outgoing than the other subtype and feels comfortable creating personal connections and making others feel good. They enjoy gracing others with their deepest talents, such as cooking, singing, or entertaining in general. They are usually good-humored, yet ambitious. They focus more on romantic relationships and can be overly dramatic. They adapt the perfectionism of ones and can be more defensive, arrogant, and self-righteous. Variants Self-preservation Twos with the self-preservation instinct will march themselves into the ground taking care of the physical needs of others and then fulfill their unmet needs in unhealthy or indulgent ways. The example I read was of someone not eating all day while they helped their friend move in and then eating an entire container of ice cream at midnight once they got home. When I read that, I was like, who's been reading pages from my journal? And then I thought, who writes about eating ice cream in their journal? Pride is the capital sin of the two. In their book, The Wisdom of the Enneagram, Rizzo and Hudson describe pride as an expression of the unwillingness to acknowledge our own hurt and ask for help. It is the unwillingness to admit the severity of our own suffering, emptiness, and need. Here's a fun part. <laughs> the suppression of emotional needs or aggressive feelings can and will create real health problems. It's not a matter of if, but when. Particularly prevalent amongst unhealthy twos, hypochondriasis, and somatic disorders. Once again, as a two, I plead guilty. It really is impossible to suppress what it is that you are feeling or needing in your body and not have a negative effect, not have an outcome or an outpouring. You know, we can only compartmentalize our lives for so long until uh, those greater things start to seep out and affect us in other ways. Twos with the social instinct love being in groups and have a big desire to be remembered by people. As a kid, my teacher was the most powerful person in the room, and in my mind, I was either their favorite or they hated me. So much so that I had to have my mom come to my science class in the sixth grade and have a conversation about why it was that my teacher hated me. 
It was very embarrassing and unnecessary. My mom is also a two. Let's remember that one of the terms is enabler. All of that aside, if my teacher hated me, then I would find a way to win them over. And until then, I was a mess of anxious earning. Although twos have a genuine love and connection for most people, they can be strategic in their friendship and will often seek out people with status, success, or prominence. Being connected to others gives the two an unparalleled sense of safety. Often the quality of closeness directly informs their self-esteem. The more insecure a two is in a relationship, the more they'll turn to flattery in hopes this will be returned to them, something they might then anchor themselves to. A sense of security and safety that they are in fact in good standing with another person. However, twos can spread themselves too thin seeking these connections from a wide variety of people. While this might make them great social networkers, they may lack the scrutiny to remove certain individuals from their circles because they enjoy knowing their secrets and keeping them in their debt. Sexual. Let's talk about the sexual aspect of twos. Twos who relate out of the sexual instinct desire the position of the ultimate confidant, the one and only, or the soulmate. Rizzo and Hudson call sexual twos the true intimacy junkies of the Enneagram. Well, buckle up, because it's an unrequited bender. Growing up, I always had a best friend, but no matter what, they were never as good of a friend to me as I was to them. My super ego wouldn't allow it. I also always had a deep fascination or pull towards stories of unrequited love. You know, Romeo and Juliet. Well, I was going to say Beauty and the Beast, but that's a joke and not even effective because it is requited, but only after he turns into a man. It's not important. The, the, the fact of the matter is, I was drawn to stories of someone whose love could never be reciprocated because ultimately that's the position I always believed myself to be in. Twos are described as truly seductive and almost always in earnest. They may take a deep interest in the interests of the one they long to be close to and lavish attention on loved ones. Unhealthy twos of this type can be overly persistent if they feel rejected. Driven by jealousy, they may become scarily possessive. Thankfully, I haven't become a stalker, but there's still time. What I do find is that it takes me a long time to get over someone. Beautiful and brave people are remarrying after being divorced or widowed. Meanwhile, I'm still trying to shake the life-altering effects of finding out my crush had a crush on me. Disintegration. When faced with stress, unhealthy twos can suddenly become aggressive and dominating, similar to an unhealthy eight type. This turn is shocking for others, and as someone who has swan-dived into this dark side, you don't want to meet me here. I don't want to meet myself there. It is quite a thing of wonder. Um, it seems that we're in such opposition, twos and eights, in the way we approach life, but quickly, you know, continuing to ignore your needs and wants and desires, you can be pushed to an edge and, and find yourself in this place. Integration. When moving from pride and self-deception, twos become more self-nurturing and emotionally aware, like healthy fours, which is interesting for me to learn because I'm actually drawn to a lot of fours in my life. I have a lot of close friendships with fours. Wake-up calls. What are some wake-up calls for twos? When they believe they must go out to others to win them over, or when they place their self-worth in how a person reacts to them. Red flag fears. When they are driving away friends and loved ones. In two words, extreme neediness. How they manipulate. I feel this area is a bit problematic. Twos are kind of designed to be master manipulators because they just so inherently know another person's needs and desires. They're so attuned to it. So if it's turned 
for selfish gain or selfish desire, it can really be damaging. Um, hopefully we're all staying out of that area and using our superpowers for love and acceptance and, and healing. But how they manipulate? By finding out others' needs and desires, thus creating dependencies. This can lead to a bad cycle of when they feel unwanted or unloved. They make others feel unworthy of love, generosity, or attention. An interesting thing to consider is that twos are part of the feeling triad, along with threes and fours. Like the others in this group, the loving self-image of twos covers deep feelings of shame, grief, and hostility. As long as these are unprocessed, twos cannot express all of their feelings. Thus, pride both prevents them from experiencing love and nurturance from others, and diverts them from ever really healing wounds that are disguised by their seemingly selfless actions. Rizzo and Hudson say, The more rejected twos feel as a result of childhood, the harder it will be for them to be convinced that anyone really does love them. But to quote a famous holiday film, love actually is all around us. Real love is not scarce. I'm going to repeat this for anyone who might think themselves a two, or in need of this sentiment. Real love is not scarce. But twos don't always know this. They put themselves through all kinds of contortions, either trying to get love from others or to make love happen. They force themselves to smile when they are sad, to be generous when they feel empty, and to care for others when they need to be cared for, as if giving themselves away one more time might turn the trick. Okay, so if you experienced any of the above signals for growth, congratulations, you're a human. What are some practices that help development? Whenever you find yourself needing to do something for someone, stop your activities, quiet yourself, and from your heart, ask what you need at this time. I found this practice to be really helpful for myself. Another one is learn to recognize the affection and goodwill of others even when they express it in different ways than you would. Receive it and don't try to reciprocate immediately. You know, I used to put conditions on love, like love means that you give gifts. Okay, so if this person didn't give me a gift, it means they don't love me, even though our entire relationship has proven otherwise. Develop good boundaries. This will be essential in untangling yourself from the problems of others in unhealthy ways. It's great to serve people's needs, but it's manipulative to keep them unhealthy or weak so that you can be needed. And as odd as this is to say, it goes for pets as well. Learn to say no. Trust that saying no is actually the way you will cultivate the most joyful, lasting relationships. Analyze your motives before saying yes. Look at the why you want to say yes, rather than thinking about, is it helpful or not if I say yes? Remember that, again, twos are also called enablers. So saying yes is not always the best option. Recognize the pride that keeps you from acknowledging your needs. Address the lie that you are not worthy of having these needs and attend to them before attending to anyone else. The Emergence of Essence Sometimes as a two, I think, I'm killing it. Other times I think, oh my gosh, I'm killing it. Whatever was alive is now dead and I've killed it. But there are seasons of health and strain and fumbling and grace. And sometimes I'm a super healthy two. And sometimes I'm maybe operating out of some unhealthy functions as a two. The healthy inner essence of twos is embodied by truly unconditional love for themselves and others equally. 
not them more than me equally. They are full of joy, humility, and gratitude. Choose help us see that real love is not earned as well as showing us the highest levels of service possible. Healthy twos warm others in the glow of their hearts. They are free and light and reap the best fruits life has to offer through radical acceptance. Invitation to Abundance To nurture yourself and others, remember that it is your true nature to be good to yourself and to have goodwill and compassion for others. You not only have love and value, at the level of your soul, you are love and value. This really struck me when I read it. You know that that at the center of who you are, you already have everything you need. You don't have to go to others to earn or to be awarded. You know, your your value and your sense of safety and security isn't coming from your connection to somebody or the way they are reacting to you or how they're receiving, but it, it comes from that divine love and acceptance that already exists within you. If you can harness that and nurture it and accept it and and stay in that place, then what you have to give to others can come out of a pure motivation. So let's look at the mantra for two. You know, a mantra, people treat these differently, but it's just something to really meditate on. And for me, what really hit home was, I am worthy of my needs. So your mantra can be as a two. I am worthy of my needs. I am love and value just as I am. Hopefully some of this resonates with you. Um, You might have listened to this and said, wow, I am not a two and those people are scary. It's not true. We're actually lovely, you know, and once I got past some of the negative feelings and, um, and that sense of being put on the spot, you know, everybody's aware now that I'm needy. Everybody thinks I'm manipulative. Everybody, you know, once I calmed down and was like, whoa, no, this is only me and my unhealth. And, and that's definitely only one side of many sides to my personhood and my expression. Once I was able to dive into the healthier elements and to really kind of sit in that space of, of love and value and acceptance, um, I found a lot of, of joy and, and actually freedom from this text and material that I um, started to take in. So I encourage you, explore it, feel it out. If you're not a two, welcome to what we are, who we are, you know, not the whole picture, but a part of it. Have grace and love for us and gratitude for us. Um, and that's really all I have to say. I hope that you are enjoying this journey, discovering what type you might be in the Enneagram. 